Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, hit it shot. Oh, baby, what a play. This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discuss DeAndre Hopkins, the fullback situation, and other news and notes. But first, Joe, how was the trip back to the homeland? Oh, my God, Jeff. Uh, Buonasera, buongiorno, whatever time anybody's <laughs> listening to this. Uh, yeah, it was – It was. I, I, I think, I think the, the best thing that happened was I pretty much – replaced my the blood in my veins with limoncello red wine italian red wine spaghetti sauce uh and gelato i think Uh, (laughs) so that's that's basically what what i'm what i'm working on right now so now but it was really great we had a had a great time was it was long time coming it was a celebration trip uh for a bunch of things that we had uh ready to go three or four years ago and then obviously COVID hit and Italy was kind of the epicenter of, of the, of the, uh, of the COVID pandemic. And so we, um, you know, we put it off and, and we made it happen. So it was great. We got to see uh, Tuscany and, and uh, Florence and uh, we were in Chiquitere and uh, we were also in uh, on the Amalfi coast. So yeah, it was, it was, it was a really good time. So got to pass through um, and we saw Pisa. We saw, we saw the leading tower of Pisa, but we got to pass through. Filignano, which is a which is a, a small town north north it's like northeast of Naples, where my grandfather was from. Wow. Uh, we did not make it as far south as Calabria, where my grandmother was from. But uh, we did, uh, you know, we did a lot of research. There's a little uh, a little borga there, a little village called Villa Valerio. So uh, we we saw some pictures of it and things like that. So yeah, so it was it was really really fun trip. And um, back at it again. Here we go. We're, we're that, you know, that sounds so cool. Sounds a little like White Lotus season two going back. And the other question, Joe, I, I had for you, according to my, some sources I have, in the, that you were the captain of a boat. There is that. Our I was wife? the I was the captain of a boat. We we sailed from uh, Amalfi to around the Isle of Capri, and and then back past Positano and along the coast, and got to uh, you know captain a boat while I was there. So yeah, so we didn't have to buy the boat or didn't have to buy a new motor or anything. I kept it, kept it clean and, uh, you know, didn't, didn't cause any damage. So, uh, I came out, we came out unscathed. Well done. That's impressive, Joe. Some myriad skills, you know, you're not only a versatile lineman, you're a versatile guy in life, being able to, <laughs> whether it's podcasting insurance or, or, or boating, man. Or boating. Yeah. I mean, I, we, a couple of years ago, we, uh, well, a couple is more than a couple now, but, uh, we, I, I captained a, uh, like a 54 foot. We rented a houseboat in, uh, in, in, in Arizona and Utah and Lake Powell. And that was, uh, that was a handful. I mean, that was a lot. That was, that was something else. I can't believe they gave me the keys of that thing, but, but they did. I guess we must have bought a lot of insurance, I guess. So I'm glad I'm in the industry. <laughs> that made this, that probably made this, uh, little boat there, uh, in Italy. Oh, it was Not like it. driving yeah. a little Fiat. It was like driving a little Fiat. A little Fiat. So. Right. <laughs> well, back stateside, Joe, talk of Chiefs Kingdom regards to Andre Hopkins. You know, that pretty exciting guy to be available this late in the offseason. So, Joe, my question to you, do the Chiefs need him? Will they get him? And should they want him? 
Man, great. That's three great yeah. questions. We're not, um, we're not just, you know, you're not just coming in easily. We're going right yeah, in. Yeah, we're going the like hard stuff. three, you know, three-tiered essay question here on the test. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, let's 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 first let's start with the 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 question that that would would really preclude one way or the other. Do do they really need him? And I think let's start there, right? Because that's that's the probably the most important question, right? Mm-hmm. Do they do they really need him? And look, uh, you know, at this point, part, part at this time in the game, at this point in the off season, why not, right? Why not add another weapon? Uh, for for Patrick Mahomes and another ten pages in Andy Reid's playbook, right? I mean, I think I think it's I think he'd be perfect for this offense. I think he's a playmaker. He makes things happen. Um, I, I think I think he'd be I think he'd be a fantastic ad. So I think do they do they um, should they get him? Yeah. Do they need him? I don't know if they like one hundred percent need him. But listen, in this age of depth where you need all the depth you can get. And we know that, you know, the uh, Andy Reed and Brett Veach don't like to, they don't like to mess around with depth. They, we saw that happen with the, you know, I know I always go back to that whole Super Bowl debacle with the offensive line, but you know, why not, right? Why not add even more depth to this wide receiving core of, of younger players and maybe some players who were unproven in Andy Reed's system. And I think it, I think it would be a good, I think it'd be a good fit. Can they get him? I mean, that's, you know, that's a, you know, whether how much they want to sacrifice, right. Of the cap uh, of the cap space that they have. So, you know, uh, I think Patrick Mahomes, deal like lends itself to it a little bit, right. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of put a deal in place that really allows them that flexibility. Cause I think if Absolutely. it's another team, if there's another team with a Patrick Mahomes type quarterback, we've seen some of the big, numbers that have come out this year for some of the other quarterbacks, those teams are going to be struggling. So, you know, other teams are piling on right now, Jeff. And if, if the, if the chiefs want to stay relevant and stay competitive, they might have to, they might have to make this move. Your point about Patrick Mahomes' contract, giving them flexibility is a good one, Joe. And it seems counter counterintuitive, uh, but I've written a lot about this before, but it seems counterintuitive because it's like, you're paying a guy 450 million over 10 years. That's so much money. You would think you have less money, but because it's such a long-term deal, 10 years, it, it gives the chiefs. There's a lot. You have that 10 years you can work with and you can move stuff around, you know, and, and change things to different bonus structures and tiers to, to potentially give them a little bit more uh, flexibility and opportunity to sign them. Uh, my take Joe is that I think he'd be great, but he's kind of a luxury uh addition so at the right price he'd be yeah. i mean i think they have i think they're really excited about Kadarius tony and, mm-hmm. and the, the young receivers they have but boy he would be a great addition at the right price he's going to be 31 uh in a week he's he's missed some more time of late the last couple years but his hands are exquisite um maybe the best hands in uh the nfl uh, it's interesting actually uh uh, when you were gone last week, we had an SMU beat writer on who kept comparing Rasheed Rice to Dondre Do Hopkins in the sense of his ability to make contested mm-hmm. catches. So kind of interesting that they have yeah. that well, on the roster. There's um, some other there's some other Chiefs receivers that are 100. percent So you know, I don't know if he can if he can make 100 percent, Jeff. I mean, that's you know, with a minimum of four. Of course, you got to throw that asterisk at the bottom of the of the stat page. 
it took Minimum me a four. second to realize where you're yeah. going. For <laughs> listeners who are, might be a little smart, we're talking to Joe's career stats. Who nobody made, <laughs> nobody had a better completion percentage uh, than Joe Valerio. So no, but but seriously, I, I agree with you too, Jeff. It's a, he, he's he's a luxury, and uh, you know, listen, you know, like you said, at the right price, why not? But what's also interesting, Joe, is uh, you know, there's some reports that it could be. A Bills Chiefs arm race, which which I get, they're, they're two of the best teams um, in in the AFC. Two teams that are going to be competing for Super Bowls or for a Super Bowl, and they both kind of have a wide receiver uh, need. The Bills need kind of a number three guy, um, and and the Chiefs again lost, you know, McCall Hardman and Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, they have. Young guys are excited about whether it was Rasheed Rice. We talked about even Sky Moore after another year. Kadarius Tony, who's only in his third year. Um, so those teams, the Bills and Chiefs, are two teams I could see getting him. Um, or it actually, I could see Joe some teams that maybe are a little less, you know, not not one of the front runners to go to the Super Bowl like a Bills or Chiefs team. I could see him going to the New England Patriots, who really need a wide receiver, even after getting Juju. Um, and they have a little bit more money. You know, they don't have they have quarterbacks on the rookie deals. Uh, another team that I, is interesting is Cleveland Browns, which I actually think they're going to have a little bit of a bounce back year with a full year of Deshaun Watson, who is uh, his Hopkins former teammate um, with the Houston Texans. They both went to uh, Clemson, so some interesting connections there. And Joe, the um, – the Browns, this is a big year. I think this is the make-or-break year for uh, your boy, Kevin Stefanski. Like, I think he he really needs, like, I think they're going to have a really good year, and if they do, I think it will be okay. But they, I think they need to make the playoffs for him to uh, to keep his job. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we're in a – the NFL is in a win-now yeah. state of mind, right, across the league. And, um, you know, I think, I think what makes it – what makes it hard for Kevin, you know, is the fact that he had that success early on. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it's almost like he gave them all too much too soon. And now it's like, ah, oh, was it a fluke? Right. Like that's the kind mm -hmm. of stuff that goes through the minds of fans. And I'm sure it goes through the minds of owners and, and GMs and people who are, you know, making those kind of personnel decisions. It's like, Oh, you know, he, he did so well so early. Like, was it was that just the magic of his first year and now it's almost like he almost like he, it's almost like no good deed goes unpunished right like you, you do really well and then you set that bar and if you can't if you can't hit it then you know so be it as opposed to like a gradual climb where you know a coach might you know rehab a team and then you get them a winning record and then you get to a playoff game and then maybe you win two playoff games like almost have been better for him to, yeah. to have that kind of a, a an entry into it rather than having that incredible amount of like you know coach of the year success in his first mm -hmm. year and then all of a sudden it's like it's like going to a movie jeff right here let's bring let's bring in a let's bring in a tangent it's, it's like summer it's summer it's summer blockbusters yeah, it's summer blockbusters right like it's like going to a movie like where when you hear all the expectations, right? Oh, this movie's going to be so good. And then if the movie's not as good as the expectations, you kind of like come out disappointed. Right. But if you hear like, Oh, what's yeah, I heard it was okay. And then, and then the movie's decent. Like, even though the movie might get the same grade, you know, it might still be a B plus movie. All of a sudden you're like, that was the best movie I've ever seen because your expectations were lower. So there's a little analogy for our listeners to, 
think about when you're thinking about the coaching carousel that goes on, right? It's all about expectations. Love the comp. And the reason we're, of course, talking about Kevin Stefanski, not only an intriguing team this season, but he, like our very own Joe Valerio, is uh, went to Penn, his alma mater. Well, Bet Online is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA Finals. Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. It's basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, golf, UFC, and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today. So head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Joe, uh, some an interesting nugget uh, from Andy Reid's last press conference uh, when he, he met with the media. Our friend, uh, Casey Star reporter Jesse Newell, asked him some interesting questions that pointed out, uh, made it, this hadn't occurred to me before, but there are no fullbacks on the Chiefs roster. Um, so Reed said, you know, he's really going to use kind of the Chiefs have a lot of tight ends that he's planning on using uh, site, some tight ends uh, as kind of de facto fullback. Joe, this is kind of an interesting, really in the weeds, like football uh, nugget there. I'm curious your, your thoughts on this. Well, I mean, let's let's just take a look at just last year, right? Everybody loves Michael Burton. Man. What a great chemistry guy, you know, comes to the team. It's a, you know, he was a, a, from Detroit as a fifth-round pick. Um, you know, a lot, everybody loved him. And, 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 but, you know, he had, he had five carries for seven yards. Um, so, you know, there's, there's like part of you that says, you know, is it, is it worth carrying – you know, a fullback on the roster if if your offense really isn't built for it. And I and I think there was a there was a time when, you know, when when fullbacks were were the were the thing, right? I mean you look at some of the, you know, just last year, Kimball Anders going into the into yeah. the Chiefs Ring of Fame, yeah. right? I mean, that was a fullback era. Bill Jones, when I first started in Kansas City, blocking for Christian Okoye and Barry Word, right? Opening holes, doing isolation plays. Boy, that was a uh, lot of speed in that backfield, by the way. <laughs> right, man. Well, when you looked at Bill Jones too, you you realize, wait, he's the fullback. He was probably <laughs> thirty pounds lighter than Christian, uh, thirty or forty pounds lighter than Christian. He was blocking for Christian, but Bill Jones was the type of fullback that he would literally run through a wall. Uh, Tony Richardson, right, was a was more of a, really? a hybrid type fullback, but you know, a lot like Kimball, played a lot like Kimball Anders, um, you know. It's just it's just not the way of the NFL these days. They're finding other ways to to activate uh, you know the playbook without having the the traditional fullback. So I don't blame Andy for for moving away if if it's not something that fits their offensive game plan or their model, then you know why do it right? Why why waste a roster spot? Uh, you know I know a lot of times fullbacks will play you know special teams if they're not really used in the offense, but you know I think it it it. I was really – I think you, we talked about this early on in the preseason because I think they started uh, Michael Burton in a game or two, right, in the preseason, I think, like where they, they came out. a lot of action and, too. Yeah, and, and they, you're like, yeah. oh, this is interesting. You know, maybe they'll – Yeah, 
And I, could that have been a deception plot, right? That was just like a little, hey, look over here. We're going to be running a lot of fullbacks. Make teams start thinking, oh, man, are they going to – are Chiefs moving to a right. fullback offense? You know, could have been some of that little chess game going on. But uh, I, I thought that was going to be the year. I was like, oh, man, maybe maybe Andy's taking a turn. And then and then I think, you know, again, he got five, five carries this year for seven yards. So um, – you know, I, I think it's 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 definitely not in in the Chiefs' bailiwick right now to to have a fullback on the roster, and I'm okay with it. I, I don't I don't think it's a controversy. I just think it's the evolution of the Chiefs' offense and really the evolution of of the NFL game. Uh, some interesting things though here. I actually think you know, Burton obviously five carries. You know, that's not, but he was so good. You know, he had like, geez, what I need to look this back up. But he was like eight for eight or whatever during his. T- time with the team on on converting just like a great percentage and the Chiefs I think the Chiefs are the most complete team in the NFL so few holes um one of them they're still not necessarily the best team on short yardage I think part of it is you can't quarterback sneak which has really become effective with now they're pushing guys behind like from behind the quarterback like the Eagles are so good at this and yeah. you obviously not worth it considering Mahomes had a really bad injury on the yeah. Never going to do that again. Um, but so I, I'm wondering if this this actually could, you know, be some. So it's, it's something to watch. And the other thing too is there's a lot of time uh, fullbacks since there are, as you point out, Joe, is kind of a, a a dying role, if you will. That I think there's probably a lot more supply than there is demand for a fullback and i could see them getting some guy between now and the start of the season just just for the occasional time they'd use it the other thing joey i wanted to ask you about that it was a pine i think this i read this someplace and this makes sense too that maybe the reason they're not uh keeping a fullback you mentioned how they had a big role on special teams well now with this new fair catch role maybe they're they're a little less important and i i also was curious what you thought of this uh fair catch role yeah, I mean, I yeah, look the, the the NFL is always going to look out right for the safety of the players. Um, I think I think they want to keep I think they want to keep the game um, where it should be played, right? And and I think you know I think um, you know I, I I was the kind of person that thought they should probably even really eliminate some parts yeah, of special yeah. teams. I mean, so I'm definitely going to be on that. Uh, I'm going to be on that camp. Uh, I'm going to be in that camp because, you know, they, number one, you want to see more offense, right? So, um, you know, uh, you know, you, you fair catch it on the five and you're going to get the ball on the 25, right? I mean, that's basic. That's the nut, nuts and bolts of the rule, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so you never – tried to fair catch anything inside the 10, mm-hmm. right? You always took your, you always took your chance that, that hopefully it took a, a quick bounce. Um, and it, and it kind of went into the, it went into the end zone. Um, mm-hmm. you definitely weren't going to fair catch something inside the five. Um, sometimes you'd see players, especially if it, with a real booming high punter and the, and, the, and if the, if the, if the, if the uh, kick returner felt the, uh, the defense there, that all of a sudden, oh man! Like if I don't fair catch this, even though I'm on like the eight yard line, they're just going to catch it, right? Or they're going to just down it somewhere. So, you know, you can see why, um, you know, why that that number kind of as, as punters got better and as special teams guys got a little faster, it probably went more from the ten yard line maybe to like somewhere between the five and the ten. Um, so, 
you know, I think most players, um, you know, we're going to do that anyway. And, and I think it's going to eliminate, it's going to eliminate a lot of, of people trying to return the ball and it's going to save on some injuries, right? Some big hits on, on punt returns, you know, guys, you know, wrenching knees and getting caught up in piles and things like that. If, if he goes to fair catch it, you know, and it's going to give teams a little, a little bit more offense. Now, what it does hurt though, and what it's going to, it's going to change is going to change the way punters punt. You know, that's, that's what I'm, I'm most concerned about, right? Because, you know, that that's become a really, really valued skill uh, mm-hmm. for punters. So punters are going to have to find a new way to pin teams down there, which is, which is, you know, kind of changes the game, right? I mean, that's, that's something that changes the game because, you know, that was, that was the Marty Schottenheimer, you know, field position game that he always played. You know, you want to march, march down, take up as much turf as you can. And if you have to punt, pin them down and then hopefully you, you stop them at three and out or they get one or two first downs. And then they're, you know, they're kicking it to you and you're moving down and you're just kind of winning that field position game. And this kind of throws a little bit of a wrench in that because if, you know, basically unless the punters can come up with a way to, to really, uh, you know, pin a team down with some kind of wacky, you know, what do they used to call it? The old coffin corner punt or, you know, some way to do it. I don't know. And then, and then what's going to happen is you're going to see a domino effect, right? You're going to see it's the ripple effects because now if they, if they don't hang the ball up so high to try to pin a team down and they start doing, you know, punts that are a little bit more line drive-ish, then all of a sudden you're going to see, uh, you know, more returns, right? And, and, and maybe that hurts the the punting team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 and maybe we're going to see more attempts at field goals from further out, right? So we might see scoring in both ways. We might see more scoring because teams now get to start on the 25 when they could have been pinned back on the five, there's 20 yards they picked up. And then that's 20 yards closer to, you know, to scoring or getting a couple first downs. And then you might see teams, you know, if you're inside the 40 and you got a kicker who can boom a 57 yarder, eh, you might take a shot. Cause you now you're like, well, I'm not going to pin, I might not be able to pin them back on the 10 or 15 yard line. And if I, if I kick it from here, all right, so I give up 15 yards as opposed to, you know, trying to, trying to gain an additional, you know, 20 yards mm-hmm. on, on a punt. So it, it's going to have a lot of ripple effects. It'll be interesting to see, see where it goes. And I know it's a trial, so I'm sure well, the NFL will, yeah. will you know, try to make a decision. Joe, I, I'm such a traditionalist on, on rules, you know, I, and I usually like uh, the things that emphasize physicality. I, I hate the how they're now calling um, unnecessary roughness so frequently on sacks. Uh, that that I, I don't like um, the the five yard rule. I think they call that too much if you put your hands on the receiver. But I, I'm actually with you that I think for this, um, I, I think that the cost benefit, the the entertainment that the special teams it is entertaining, but I, I think that's the most dangerous part of the game, and you, and you can go on without it. I do think though, Joe, that kind of like you said, I think this might be, I'm thinking that special teams might be going away. And I, I think that might not be a bit, the one, the, I think the biggest um, issue with that, it's a lot of jobs. It's, it gives a lot of young players a chance to, you know, whether it's young players in high school who wouldn't be able to necessarily, you know, make, make the team otherwise, or young players in the NFL gives them an opportunity to, to advance and they look good on special teams and then they can make, the full-time roster. Um, so I, that I think is a negative, but I, I think we're, 
looking at maybe 10 years down the road, not really having special teams because it's going to be safer that way. Yeah. I think yeah. That, yeah. And Andy, for, for what it's worth, Andy Reid did not like this. He was asked no. about this and he and he's like, he's like, we're getting close to like flag football. Flag here. football. Yeah. Yeah. We are taking, taking away a little bit of that part of the game. And I see where you're going with, with the whole elimination of special teams. And, you know, a lot of it could be, you know, salary cap and depth on offense and defense, right? I mean, mm-hmm. rather than focusing on, you know, having to fill your roster with a bunch of fast guys, not that offensive linemen can't be fast, but, you know, if you eliminate special teams, now maybe you're carrying 12 active linemen on your roster, right? Um, you know, rather than having to worry about having extra linebackers and tight ends and wide receivers to, to cover punts and cover kicks, uh, maybe maybe you can carry more linemen, more defensive linemen, more offensive linemen. Maybe it, it allows you to have four quarterbacks, right, and develop develop quarterbacks at different positions. So, I, I mean, I, I think, look, the, the, the one constant in life is change. And I think as, as the NFL continues to try to develop a game that is um, sustainable, both from an injury perspective and all that, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing to experiment with some of these things. I like the, I like the fact that they're making that they came right out and said this is experiment, right? right. So and I, I like that, right? Why, why not, right? Instead of saying, oh, this is the rule, and then, and then they got to backtrack if it doesn't work. I mean, you know, I think, I think what, what we have to look at ultimately is what do we really get out of special teams, right? What is, mm-hmm. what is? The, I know there's a, some wow factor. You look back to the Chiefs win in the playoffs, right? The punt return yeah. that, that helped, you know, look, I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's not, a, it's, it, it's not exciting, but, you know, over 17 games throughout a, a season, you know, how many wow factors are you getting on, on special teams, right? You know, um, or at least, or at least the, I don't know how you would do, like if you eliminated a punt, the punting game, because then you're, you're going back to like when we were kids and you like, you know, you throw the ball down the field. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What right. are you going to do? Right. right? You, I don't know if you're going to be able to get rid of the, of the punting. You have to change possession, right? Like if mm-hmm. you, if you, if you're on your own 15 yard line and you need to get rid of the ball, cause it's now fourth and 10, what are you going to do? Right? Like you, you got to get rid of the ball somehow. You got to change possession somehow. You don't just say, all right, well, because you want to have something to give the other team an advantage for holding you down there, right? You don't want to take away a team's defensive advantage by saying, all right, well, now you just get the ball on the 25. Well, that doesn't make sense, right? Because then, you know, teams would take more risks and I don't know. It just wouldn't, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be fun. I, I think it's, but the kick, the kickoff game is maybe something that might ultimately be able to eliminate it. I don't know if yeah. you can get rid of the punting game though. That's a good point. And Joe, also for our last thing here, a good segue, uh, talking about the, the punting game. One of the teams that did draft a punter, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And Joe, the Bengals-Chiefs uh, rivalry is in the news again. Wide receiver Tyler, Tyler Boyd said on uh, Tuesday, he said, still to this day, I feel like if I would have played the whole game, he was referring to the AFC Championship game, I was the key factor. We would have won that game. And he also said, he talked about the Orlando Brown acquisition going from the Chiefs to the Bengals. I love it because we have a nice little rivalry with the Chiefs. Just seeing him come over, you know, it's like we won up, y'all. But at the end of the day, he's a great player no matter where he would have went. Joe, thoughts, your reaction mm. to this? 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a, there's an old there's an old football follies NFL films quote, and and pardon me for not knowing who the coach was that said it, but I, I don't think it was Marv Levy, but it was like they said it, if if ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a merry Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, come on, Tyler, like. If Joe Montana doesn't get hurt in the 1993 Bills game, maybe we go to the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> you, you know, I mean, look, that's just that's you can't I, I don't I don't respect I don't respect a, a a a comment like that. The one about the about the one upping. All right. That's just some good trash talking. That's just that's locker room cannon fodder. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing about like if I would have played the game, we would have won. Like that's not even that you can't even have that argument. Like I, I can see the whole wanting to get the rivalry cook in with, Hey, you know, we signed Orlando Brown. We took one of yours. That's, that's war stuff, right? That's, uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, armies, you know, try to do spies, you know, we got a spy, they got a spy, you know, and, you know, things like that. But uh, you know, come on, like you can't make those kind of comments about your, about you playing or players being hurt. Cause that's just part of the game. And you know, I, Totally part of the game. Joe, I actually like this, though, man. It's, it's fun. This, I, Bengals Chiefs, I like that we have a heated rivalry. I think this is great. And to, to Boyd's point, like, he was a major loss when he he missed the second half of the game and they were able to concentrate the Chiefs uh, more on the two main receivers, Chase and Higgins. It was a big loss, but you can't say that. I mean, Mahomes is on one leg. The Chiefs are basically out of any of the receivers, you know, there, right. there are a lot of injuries back. It's the AFC championship game. There's so many injuries by that point. You can't really say um, that. And, and I, I think the Orlando Brown thing, I, I think we, we said when he signed it, it ratcheted up the rivalry. Yeah. But, um, yeah so it's kind of silly statements, but I I'm, I'm really, man, I can't wait for, for uh, Bengals chiefs this year. Well, if you enjoyed this show presented by Bet Online, subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminaire, and tune in. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.